I'm David Katniss, and this is Too Close to Call. The podcast today is with Schwirl, an electronic artist in Arizona who I really enjoy. He's just 22. He's got a great story. He got signed by Bitbird, which is San Holo's label. At a really young age, he's, making, he's doing creative stuff. He just dropped out of college to make music. Here is the podcast with Schwirl. That's S-H-W-I-R-L. Enjoy. And should I call you Schwirl or what's your real name? You can call me James. James. Or Schwirl. Okay. Whatever you want. Right on. So how did I start making music? Yeah. Um, it was about seven. Yeah. A little over seven years ago now. I downloaded a free program called lmms not sure what that stands for lmms okay yeah i was well i was listening to san holo and i think i was listening to his remix of high by what's her name doja cat and i was like i can do this so i decided i was gonna (laughs) do it (laughs) all right just it was that simple pretty much i just really liked it and i've always loved music so i decided i wanted to try it and i thought it'd be easy but it was very much not easy <laughs> and so why? i what were you gonna why, say why did you have the instinct that that you could do this are you musically inclined you play musical instruments i had played piano for like five years before that as well mm-hmm. so i was like i mean if i could learn piano i felt like i could do that so i just felt like i i don't know it just felt like a possibility for some reason how old are you i'm 22 now you're 22 so you've been making music for seven years about and so that I was, would, that I was, would put I was you like in... a freshman in high school when i started wow so um you were just a fan of San Holo or you stumbled onto the song or uh I was I found San Holo on accident through like a Clash of Clans tutorial video. His music was playing in the background and I really liked it. So I just became a huge fan of him. Yeah. And then found the Bitbird record label shortly after. And yeah. He was like my main inspiration back then. Awesome. So you so you start teaching yourself how to make electronic music. How would you describe the I mean, I guess I know you're a producer, you're an electronic artist. How would you describe the type of music you make? Nowadays, it's like weird pop, I guess, which I guess you could just call hyper pop. Yeah. I don't know I, how to describe it. It's just a lot of it is just my emotions poured out in the music, like alongside some weird sound design and very loud sounds and distortion, pretty much. Yeah. How would you describe San Holo's music? His music has evolved a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. But right now, I would say it's that he describes his own music as like emo DM. And that's what I would say it is, too. It's just emo, electronic music, sort of. 
but it has like a positive outlook. I more of a positive outlook, I'd say. Yeah. But it's also very emotional, like my music is. I I think. Yeah, and... I think that's I think that's true. I mean, mm-hmm. I I hear a lot of similarities. That's why, it, that's why I think I was drawn to it. Yeah. Um. So how do you? So you start making music just by yourself with your computer, right? Like it's just you and this program, LMMS. Yeah. And this, it was like and, my family's laptop that everybody used pretty much. Okay. And you're just uh, how mu- how how many hours a day are you are you working at it to get the first song together? Uh back then they would my parents would only let me use the laptop on the weekends, <laughs> so I would just do it whenever I could on the weekends and it would be like I don't know. I don't really remember. It was just as yeah. much time as I could spend on it. I would pretty much back then on the weekends from Friday to Sunday night, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, that was what I looked forward to doing. And then you, you, how long does it take you to get your, your first song? To, uh, to completion. I started the first time I actually opened LMS was in like November of 2015. And I just made some, uh, I didn't really make a song. I just made some weird melody, and then okay, it was like I gave up, and then opened it. I opened it again later in like January the next year, and then from then it took me like till May to finish a whole song because I had no clue what I was doing from like for anything. I had to learn everything from scratch, and so right, and it was only on the weekends, so it took me a little while to make the first song. And, and you I still have it on my SoundCloud. And what did you? What was the what was it called? Oh, it's called Smooth. Smooth. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It's, so uh, you're just doing this by yourself. You're, did you have any friends that were into the same thing? I mean, that you could bounce ideas or say, hey, what do you think of this? Or you're just kind of soloing this. It was just me back then. I had nobody to, I had nobody online to talk to about it. I didn't know. I didn't know there were so many producers online doing it too. I didn't know there was such a big community until yeah. I sort of started getting into like discord and like digging through SoundCloud and finding other artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so eventually when, when do you decide you're going to reach out to Bitbird? I'm assuming that's how it went. Sort of. I, uh, they were my big inspiration from the start. And so occasionally I would send them the songs that I made just through their submission or demo submission link on their mm-hmm. website, I think. And I, I mean, I got no response. So I doubt they would even, they even heard them or just whatever they were. The songs weren't even great back then anyway. So it's no, surprise. and what year was this? Were you submitting the songs that you first started submitting the songs to Bitbird? Oh, I submitted the first song I made, <laughs> which okay. wasn't good. So, so what in like 2015, uh, I finished earlier. the first song in 2016. Okay. And so I sent that to them for no response and <laughs> just kept sending them my songs. And then the first time I actually had success with them was in 2019 on the Bitbird Discord server. They hosted, it wasn't even an official like Discord server. It was just a fan-made thing. And they the owners of the server were hosting a contest for a month to make for everybody to make a song and 
the judge like the judges would just pick the top 10 i guess and so i got picked in that top 10 for one of my songs and oh we, they uh emailed the top 10 songs to thorwald from bitbird one of the co-founders and he was like this is sick we should what song this. was it it was wonder oh and create together volume one got it so you submit wonder and how long does it take for them to respond to you are you like just thinking oh this is going to go in the ether like everything else i send or did you think this is something special i i got i got a shot with this one i honestly didn't expect it at all it was it wasn't me that sent it it was my friend david he just sent the whole compilation the 10 songs together as a playlist and so there was a lot of other good songs on it too which probably helped i don't think they would have i i I strongly think they would just have ignored it if it was just my song, to be honest. Okay. But <laughs> it was a compilation. That's... Yeah. Of all their artists as well. Yeah. I think that's what got the attention was that we made like a whole compilation for them. And then, so you did this with a, with a couple of guys. Yeah. It was and a then... lot of people. There was like, uh, there was like 25 total submissions for that contest okay. or so, the first and, one. And then what are they, just they, they hit you with an email or how do they reach out? Yeah, we I think we either just messaged Thorwald on Facebook Messenger or we emailed him. Can't remember really. That was like four, almost four yeah. years ago now. That's crazy. So that was 2018. Uh, or 2019, 2019. Yeah, 2019. It was May of 2019 was when the the con the contest happened. And then they so they say we want to release this. How does that work? Like, what's what's the next step? It took a long time for that first one. They we they gave us like three options if we wanted to release it with them or just release it ourselves and have them support it, sort of. Or mm -hmm. just release it completely ourselves and have no support. But we obviously just chose to release it with them because that was cool. And yeah. then uh, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was it took a long time. It didn't get released until the next. Uh, it was almost a year. It was like nine months. In the next April, April of 2020 is when it got released. Okay. And. So they just kept it was a lot of planning that went into it and that's why it took a long time i think just it was just how new. you were going to roll how they wanted to roll it out and promote it yeah all that stuff did they but you guys made the song did they tweak the song at all or um we had the option if they if we wanted them to like master it for us or have master some of the songs or mix or whatever yeah but it was up to the artists for each song. Gotcha. And then how does that lead to the eventual signing onto the label? So after that, they had, um, I think, was it, uh, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. So after the first one in got released in April of 2020, 
then the next year 2021 they had another contest for the same compilation create together so it's gonna be create together volume two okay and they did that in march the contest and so i got onto that one too which got released in july of 2020 and what song did you contribute to that so the song is a polish title is koham channel which means i love you in polish and so wow that you pull you're polish half polish my mom is 100 polish i don't speak any polish i just thought it would be funny (laughs) right so i did that and uh yeah and i got on that one and that was all that was probably that one was a big success the whole compilation there was like almost 300 submissions for it and what what is what is the name of it again Create together. No, no, no. The this your song, the Polish. Oh, Koham Chow. It's spelled Koham Chow. Yeah, okay. it's spelled. Uh, um, how's it spelled? K O C H A M space C I E with a little squiggly thing under the E. Right, right. And um, so yeah. Do so you get the got... second release? Yes. And. And you must feel great about this. You got two releases out of Bitbird. Yeah, that was exciting. And then, and then is did they is that when they approach you for the label? Uh, Sort of. So, I at that point I had start when it was when that second one got released. I had started working on the Bedweller EP that got signed with them, Mm. and so. Later that year, in like November, San Hello was performing in Phoenix, where I live. Mm-hmm. And so I went to that show and I got invited. I got invited backstage from Thorwald. And ah. so I talked with him and talked with San and I told Thor about the EP I was making and he told me to send it to him. And so when I finished it a couple months later, I sent it to him and he said it was cool and sent it to the whole Bipper team and then they decided to release it pretty much. That's pretty much how it went. And that was the, so that's the Bed Dweller EP. Yes. And Thor, how, what is Thorwald's role compared to San? He just, he just founded Bitbird? Yeah. Thorwald, Thorwald and San co-founded it together because okay. they were like, they're best friends pretty much. And so I think they met in high school or something. And they Thorwald is like the creative d- director mm-hmm. mostly, and San I think nowadays is uh, a little disconnected from Bitbird, but still still owns it. But yeah, because yeah. he, he's just so busy with his own thing. Yeah, but yeah, Thorwald runs a lot of the things for it now. But there's also another man label manager that they have too. But Thorwald is like the creative director, sort of. Okay. So Thorwald was the guy that really heard your stuff and was like, this is good. We'd like to release this. Yeah. Um, And then, so they just say, hey, you, you want to come on board? Is that how it works? They. I don't even know how the record label process works. So I'm just curious, like, how that even gets. They can either, like, sign the song itself or the EP, which is what they did, or they could sign 
me as an artist and give me like a contract to release music with them for X amount of time, mm-hmm. which they did not do, which I, I didn't want to do that anyway. I want to be able to release songs myself. And so, yeah, they just signed the EP. And so they get, uh, like they certain amount of rights with it and get amount, get a certain amount of the money royalties, stuff like that. Yeah. But then they promote it yeah. for you. It's Do you like that help. arrangement? Yeah, especially now, starting out where money isn't even money is not the concern right now. It's just getting my name out there. It's a yeah. It's really good. So okay, so that was released through them, and and now you can release other stuff just on your own. And is that is that what you're doing? Yeah, just. Like last week, I released my own song by myself. I didn't even tell them about it, really. I just <laughs> posted it. So how does that work? You could still pitch them, I guess, to release future stuff or just release it on your own. You just make those decisions. Exactly. I'm I'm still in charge. Right. Of my own and stuff. Your, and your new song is called? Malaya. Malaya. Mm-hmm. And what's that about? I just wrote it for my girlfriend, pretty much. It's just a love song. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And I just released it on her birthday. So oh, that's I thought that'd be cool. That's very cool. So what about touring and playing? Because I saw you did an event. I think it was, was it over the summer you played with them? And, yeah. At a show? Or, I almost forgot about that. Are you uh, play, Are you playing live at all? Or was that just a one-off so far, that was just a one-off thing, but I do want to do more. Yeah, it's just a matter of me reaching out to venues. But yeah, they—it was completely unexpected, to be honest. I was, I was just going to Colorado to, I was going to Colorado in June last year to see San Hello perform at Red Rocks, as well mm-hmm. as like my brother lives there, so I just was going to see him as well, and so. Uh, when I was on like the shuttle from the airport to my brother's house, I got a message from somebody on Son's tour team to see if I wanted to perform with him in San Diego. And I didn't really think it was real at first. And so I, <laughs> I verified and sure enough, it was real. So I was like freaking out at the bus stop waiting for my brother. Yeah. Pick me up. I was like, I didn't know if I wanted to do it at first, but I was like, I'd be an idiot if I didn't do this. Because yeah, it's just DJing. Yeah, do it. So I did I, it. But you had never done that before in front yeah, of a live exactly. audience. So yeah, I can guess that would be nerve wracking. It was. But it, it was, was successful. Nerve- yeah. It was a success, I would say. <clears throat> the set awesome. went well. I was more nervous like the weeks leading up to it than I was when I was actually performing. Yeah. Which is weird. But that's sort of what happened. <laughs> So tell me, are the vocals your vocals? I mean, I know it's distorted, but is is it actually you? Yeah, all the vocals on my recent songs are me. Everything on Bedweller is me. The only song I have that's not my own vocals is the Kaham Chiao. That was a friend of mine that did the vocals on that song. Okay, but you like doing the vocals, I'm guessing. Yeah, I started doing them like five years ago, and they weren't they weren't very good back then, obviously, but they've 
I think they've improved over time to a point where I can just do them myself all the time now. Sure. Um, so talk to me about Bedwell, or we messaged about this, but you don't like your favorite song anymore, <laughs> which I which I think is funny. Yeah. What's what's I, the problem? Gee. I wouldn't say I dislike it. I just don't like it anymore. I think I think I've just I don't know. I don't like listening to it cuz it's a sort of a sad song that just makes me sad to listen to. Uh okay. And but also it's just the production on it. I think I've grown out of that phase of production i've just and i've just listened to it so many times i compulsively listen to my own music sure sure i would so i would I think get sick yeah, of it. you want to improve it yeah that's but what how would you much. describe the production that 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 is on there that you don't like anymore how, i guess how would you just describe what you what you do what you did on bed dweller versus what you're trying to do now um I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to describe. I guess. Hmm. It's like sort of just the general style. It's really hard to describe. Yeah. <laughs> Music is hard to describe. Yeah. Especially when you get in the subgenres of electronic, I find. Yeah. It's just sort. Of, I'm going for more nowadays. I want to. I still don't really know what I want my sound to be. I just sort of make whatever comes to my head when I open Ableton. But I don't know. Something about the sound that I've sort of gotten tired of from that EP. Sort Maybe it's like the drums that I use or something. Or, yeah, I think it's probably the drums that I use that I got tired of. Oh, okay. Really yeah, yeah. I don't know. All right, so to give my listeners a little flavor of your sound, can you play something? Yeah, I think I need to share my screen to do that. Let's play friends. There we go. Okay. So this but, is you're you're playing friends? Yes. Off my bed dweller EP. Beautiful. All right, so I'll just start it. got me going <laughs> um so did you really did you you're not in school now just dropped out 
you just dropped out so you did yeah. did you just did you music the, yeah pretty much just to i'm gonna have to work still yeah. but yeah i want to pursue music more how's your your family cool with that or are they like for the most part my mom would like me to stay in school but yeah whatever <laughs> i can't do it no i did i don't yeah. i mean i listen to the lyrics and i'm like oh i bet you he did this this is his life <laughs> he's singing about <laughs> um well this is great thanks so much what's next should i mean i'm guessing you're just going to continue you're you're going to pump out songs and is there anything for 2023 how many goals to look forward to and that, that we should look for in 2023 2023 i I want to release music monthly. I just started with my first song on January 1st, but I have yet to, I still need to make more songs. I need to make another song to release next month, but yeah, I want to do monthly songs and I want to get on more Spotify editorial playlists. Like I got in the Hyperpop playlist last year. So that was cool and would like to perform again. And I want to move. I want to move out. I want to move. I'm living with my parents still because yeah. I was doing that while I was in school because it was easy. Yeah. And so I want to move out now, go somewhere, maybe LA. And yeah. Cool. Just focus on music. Well, I really like your sound, man. I think you're very talented and you're Thanks. so young. So you've got a long, a long, I think, fruitful career ahead of you. And I will keep listening for sure. I appreciate uh, it. Thanks for coming on Too Close to Call. Of course. And thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Swirl. Swirl, folks. S-H-W-I-R-L. Go give him a search in Spotify or Apple Music. Go give this kid a listen. He's doing fun hyper pop. He's dropping out of school for this shit. You gotta you gotta get on the train. He's good. He's talented. Go give him a listen. Swirl, thanks for coming on. I'll be watching your career. Let's play out. Oh, more than